You're listening to Access and Expand, conversations that offer you access to information that expands your mind. I'm your host, Tiffany Curran. So there's something to be said about doing less and slowing down. And uh, I know that can be a really tough concept. I mean, people will say that they love nothing more than to rest or, you know, have, all, have time off to go on vacation. But really, we don't do that. I mean, we, maybe we go on vacation or we rest a little bit. We don't make uh, time to nurture our bodies by resting. And so when I um, realized that my nervous system was always in a reactive state, I knew that I had to do something to calm down. And um, I was never really interested in meditating. It always felt like something that people did in the 60s, probably because that's what I was raised with. I was raised with parents who meditated, um, at least a little bit, when I was first born. And so uh, meditation was not, it, like the word even sounded like icky to me. I remember thinking, Maybe I'll try it, but I don't want to call it meditation. Like, I really was averse to it. And um, so when I really started to think about meditating, I mean, it was a while ago. Howard Stern was meditating. This was like, I don't know, 15 years ago, and he was talking about the benefits, and I thought it was kind of a good idea. And um, my friend Amy in Brooklyn was meditating, and it's like, okay, she's cool. Maybe I'll try that. But it always felt like it wasn't working. You know, it felt like I was just sitting around really trying not to think about what I was thinking about. So, um, you know, what do you do with that? So I kind of played with the idea, meditated in yoga classes a little bit maybe, but it never really stuck. And then, um, I don't know, it just, at some point, it was in my, like just a few years ago, so in my late 40s. Um, I decided that I was going to try again just to have an opportunity to clear my mind and make some space. And so um, I started meditating poorly. I knew how to do it, but, um, you know, I kept letting my thoughts go, and then I felt itchy, and I felt restless, and my feet fell asleep. I remember I took actually a meditation, like, workshop, um, in the next town over, and I was like this, I'd, I'd rather have my teeth pulled. Like, it felt really uncomfortable. So um, I was in Stratton, Vermont, and um, I did a workshop with Light Watkins, who wrote Bliss More. That's a book that he wrote. And Light Watkins is a cool dude. And he had been teaching meditation for something like 20 years, but couldn't meditate on his own, and he never told the students that. And um, eventually, you know, he did a lot of training and really found his teacher. And when he found his teacher, he was able to open up to the idea of meditating. And he's a meditation teacher. And he wrote a book on how to meditate in a very basic way. And um, I started doing that. And so basically what he said was, you know, sit down anywhere comfortable. You don't have to lay down. Your spine doesn't have to be erect. You don't have to be, you know, in like in like crisscross applesauce, like easy seat with like a a mudra. You could just sit, you could slump, sideways, whatever. Um, He said, you know, he didn't recommend laying down, of course, because you could fall asleep. But, um, and he said, just 
have a have a thought or a word that would be something you could focus on, and it didn't have to be om or something that sounded spiritual or had that vibration. It could be something as simple as your dog's face, which, of course, right there, I was like, that's what we're going to do. <laughs> so I would focus on my dog Rocco's face. So when, I, when you start the meditation, you just let go and just be present. Just follow your breath and then just let your breath be and just sit. And um, as thoughts come up, as they always do, just turn back to the focus thought or the focus word. So whether it be Om or for me, my dog Rocco, just go back to that. So you're just taking your mind away from the thoughts and uh, just putting it on one specific thing. And so I started doing that. And basically, um, he also mentioned that you want to have a timer. No, you don't want to have a timer. I'm sorry. You don't want to have a timer to um, end your meditation because if you're in a state of quiet and then you hear like, it would like jar you. So he said, just, it's okay to open your eyes and check the time, you know? And he said, like, start with 10 minutes or even five. The goal was 20. And so he made it so accessible that um, I just started doing it. And, uh, you know, I I liked it pretty quickly, which was also a huge surprise. So in one of my meditations, I was sitting and I was, you know, doing my Rocco redirect when thoughts came. And um, after it was done, I was actually in South Carolina. When it was done, I had this idea to make, create a class. Um, and I, the class I created was called Mind, Body, Melt. I don't even know how I came up with it. Um, it just came to me after meditation. It wasn't divine. It was just that my subconscious and conscious minds were very open, I think. And it was allowing me to be more creative. So I, um, <clears throat> I thought it would be a great idea to have people do gentle movement and then sit for meditation for five minutes. No talking, just that sitting against a wall. You know, so there was something to lean on. Um, when we did it with Light Watkins, we leaned back to back with whoever was next to us. So we uh, didn't have to worry about falling over. If we were sitting upright, we didn't have to erect, you know, sit with a a straight back or anything. And so um, I had everybody sit against the wall. And so, okay, so anyway, this was the idea, and I right away implemented it because that's how I work. Um, So I was teaching gentle movement. I don't even know if we did a downward-facing dog. It was like just stretching, breathing, little shoulder openers. Um, Then we ended with five minutes of meditation, and then I moved them into Shavasana, and I did an extended Shavasana with assists and oils. So I started doing it like once a month um, at a studio in Boonton. And I started doing it once a week um, at a Pilates studio in Denville. And um, I was, you know, it was fresh. Like I didn't even really know what I was doing. I created it. So I had no one to tell me I was doing it wrong. And no one knew what to expect. So it was like, it wasn't really a, a thing that felt scary, but I was definitely nervous. I made my husband come. I still actually make my husband come to my class. And so I had uh, people who came every week, not a lot, you know, maybe five or six people, sometimes four, maybe even less. Um, but always people showed up. And um, as I continued the process, uh, it started to shift and grow. And 
uh, as my practice started to deepen, I started to do more. So less movement, but more breath. And instead of just silent meditation, every once in a while I do a guided meditation. And the feedback I got from people was they liked the guided meditation because sitting quietly cannot can be tough for some, right? So I love sitting quietly now, but um, everybody doesn't. And so I started asking at the beginning of class if they preferred silent or guided meditation, and whatever the majority chose, I did. And it was often guided. And so I continued, and I grew the class, and it was offered at another studio in West Caldwell, where I currently teach, um, at Indigo Hot Yoga. And... um, I knew I needed to expand my education to be able to offer more. So I did uh, yoga nidra training with Scott Moore. Um, And a side note is that Scott Moore and I are doing a workshop together September 5th at Nirvana in Wayne. I'm leading breathwork and he's leading the yoga nidra. So it's pretty awesome to be able to offer a class with my teacher. And he's actually coming. He was in this area, but... He moved to France, and he's coming back from France. And while he's here, we're going to work together, so that's pretty cool. But that was just a little side note. So um, I did the 20-hour training and learned how to guide people through Yoga Nidra, which is a practice of really relaxing the body, and the mind follows the voice. So your mind would follow my voice while your body lays still. So the body gets really deeply rested, but the mind stays active, and it... Like a half hour is something like two equal to two hours of a really deep sleep. So if you're sleep deprived, you can do it sitting in your car at lunch and uh, you get like a burst of energy. So I did that and um, started adding that to my class. So I do like 10 minutes of nidra and then 20. Um, I also offered some just plain yoga nidra classes to get um, reviews and to just see what people thought and get feedback. And you know what I learned was that people need to schedule relaxation. And it's not just a massage or getting your toenails done or, you know, hair or whatever, whatever people do. Um, It's about really just allowing your whole body to, like, take a deep sigh out, right? Not actually, although go for that, (laughs) deep sigh. Take a deep breath in. Let it go. Right, like so, that's always good. That tells the parasympathetic nervous system that you're safe. But there's something also about just sitting on a yoga mat and moving without the intention of, like, you know, reaching the goal. <laughs> we want to be in the poses perfectly. Some of us, you know, um, it's always a sense of achieving. So, in order to achieve relaxation, you have to turn off the achievement and just focus on your body and feel your body moving and I always have people do what feels good for them not what I'm doing not even what I'm asking them to do and so when you get into the space of just moving maybe with your eyes closed right so you're not even looking at the people around you I'm just cueing through my voice and you're listening to the movement the half hour 35 minutes of movement breathing you know uh, support a bridge like really gentle movement you really start to tell your body that you're good, you know, you're safe. And um, when the body gets into that relaxed state, it's much, much easier to be receptive and open to guided meditation. So then when we move into the guided meditation, 
usually move into it from some sort of inversion. And when I say inversion, I mean super gentle, like I said, supported bridge, legs up the wall, you know, something like that. Um, everybody's in a really relaxed state and uh, they're open. And so when they're open, it's, it's a really nice opportunity for me to be able to help them deepen their sense of who they are, what they need. And so I always guide just off the cuff, sometimes without even an idea of where I'm going. But it always feels really good. And people have told me that they really look forward to it and feel connected to the, um, to the meditation. And so when I started teaching at um, Indigo, I, the first class was packed because I think nobody knew what it was. And then the second class was not as packed. And now it's back up to like a solid class. And it's not always the same people, but a lot of people return. But I'm like 10 people on Sunday nights, which feels really like a sign that people do want to rest. They want to relax and they're willing to take that time for themselves. But I don't think we offer it enough because we're wanting to achieve a perfect body or you know, how many hours or steps rather on our watch, how many calories burned. So, um, so, you know, I'm here because I want, I want you to try to take the time for yourself and rest. I offer, um, online guided yoga nidra for free. I'm doing a 30 day challenge right now. So we're in the middle of it. Um, but you can always message me and ask for those recordings. I keep them um, private because I want to know who I'm engaging with. Um, and I'm very respectful of the practice, but I'm also respectful of how it's shared. So anyway, this class, the first one I ever taught, which was Tuesday nights in Denville at a Pilates studio is still existing right now. And, um, it has six, no, five of the same people from the first class which feels also really aligned to know that um, we've all grown together. They've developed a community and um, we're growing that. So I've heard from some, some people that I know, yoga teachers or, you know, people in the field that um, relaxation, meditation and uh, like nidra and say, for example, restorative yoga or yin, although yin is a very advanced practice in my opinion, but people see it as not until they do it. But like restorative yoga, meditation, um, rest is something that people don't want. That's what I was told. And I completely disagree. I completely, 100% disagree. I think people are ready to open up to their soul, relax, and have someone guide them so that they have a structure. Because it's hard to just you know, be in your house and maybe see the dust bunnies or the dishes piling up, maybe the bills that need to be paid, or maybe there's other people in your house that you feel responsible for. It's hard to take that time in the house, but to step out into a studio and have the time to just let go, to just let all of the muscles in your body just soften and relax and sort of almost pull off the bone, and to see your breath expanding into the belly and feeling your heart lift, that's magic. And um, I'm really excited about it. So I wanted you guys to be able to hear why I chose to teach, why I created 
Mind Body Melt, why I chose to teach it, why I continue to teach it as a breathwork healer, because um, really my 90% of my work is breathwork. But I won't let this go because I know how important it is for people to connect to themselves and deepen their sense of self-knowledge and rest with permission, right? Maybe even with a pat on the back, thank you for coming, I really appreciate you being here. Letting them know that they're, they matter because every single student that steps into my class makes my heart just a little bigger. And so now I am now back up to teaching this class twice a week. I went down to once a week for about eight months because of my schedule was so busy, but I'm really feeling the call to add classes. So I added two with potential for third class um, at a local studio named Nirvana in Montville that we're, we're talking about it. We'll see. Um, so if you're not sure about what it is, come check it out. And if you don't have it, if you're not in my area, um, try my Yoga Nidra um, guided meditation. It's tw- the, the shortest one is 21 minutes. But you'll assign yourself the time and you'll have someone guide you. All you literally have to do is lay down. So, um, so yeah, so uh, I am a yoga teacher. I have my 200 hours. I'm also... I um, am certified in teaching children. Um, I'm a breathwork killer. I'm a, do, I, I'm a level two Reiki practitioner. And the only class that I teach, aside from breathwork, is mind body melt and occasionally uh, yoga nidra on its own. But yoga nidra is included in the class. And there's a reason why. There's a reason why I don't teach vinyasa flow or I don't teach fundamentals. You know, it's because I know that there's a need for people to be able to just come in and let go. And I want you to take a moment to think about what that might feel like for you. And we're going to take three deep breaths together. I want to just bring you into your body before this podcast recording ends, just so you can see what it feels like to take a deep breath and relax. So just find any comfortable seat. You can close your eyes, but if you're driving, you can still do this. Just don't close your eyes. And just let your belly be really soft. So a lot of times we hold the belly in to support our low back or to look better in our clothes, so we think, right? But let's just let the belly go. And let the seat open and soften. Release your glutes and unclench them. Maybe unclench your jaw. Soften your brow. And then what you're going to do through your nose, you don't, we're not starting it, you're going to breathe in through your nose and you're going to fill the belly and fill the back body and maybe all the way up to the collarbones. When you release, I want you to sigh it out through your mouth. So let's all take a deep exhale here. Begin your inhale through your nose, feel it moving up through your nose to the third eye and then dropping down into your lungs, really expanding your lungs Expanding the belly and the heart space, pushing against the ribs, maybe up into the collarbone in the back. And sigh it out. Good. Inhale into the nose, into the third eye, filling the body, the belly, the ribs are expanding. Back body is feeling pushed, maybe even up into the collarbones and release the breath all the way out. Last one, inhale in through the nose, filling the belly, the body, 
Expanding the side body, the back body. And as you release this time, really let everything go. <sighs> let it all out. Pull the belly button into the low back to really squeeze everything out. Really let it go and then gently relax and turn to a normal breath. And just notice what it feels like to connect to your breath. Maybe start doing five or six breaths whenever you feel the call or maybe every time you come to a stoplight or um, every hour on the hour. I mean, it's just five breaths. Maybe even take three or two and just start to connect to that intention of relaxing, coming back into the body and letting the parasympathetic nervous system know that you're safe. So if you're in the area... Check out my Mind Body Milk classes. Um, I don't even think they're listed on my website, but you can always, you know, reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook or send me a message, and I'll tell you where they are if that's if you're local. Um, about a half hour from New York City, so if you're in the city, you can always come on in. Um, and then if you're not and you still want to relax with me, reach out and ask me for a yoga ninja recording. So far, I have two up. I'm going to be adding to them. So you can be added to my mailing list and start to receive them, or you can just request them. Uh, they're on SoundCloud, and um, I think it's a great start. And uh, books I recommend are Bliss More by Light Watkins, and I also love 10% Happier. I think it's Dan Harris is his name. It's just all about how he found meditation and found the meditation system that worked for him. Um, and whatever you do, just... You know, find a way to connect to meditation. Like I said, I didn't like the word. I was like, can I call it mindfulness? Can we make up a name? <laughs> it's really a beautiful thing because it's just bringing you closer to you, closer to your source energy, closer to God, spirit, the universe, closer to all the good things, all the love, all the connection, the safety, and releasing all the anxiety that is held in our body when we tighten so much we tighten and we block so we open and we release it starts to let everything go just everything softens so that said i'm gonna go i don't know if you can hear my sweet baby rocco barking <laughs> uh, so enjoy the rest of your day and i hope you'll play this again and just really start to lean into the idea of relaxing maybe play it until it, it triggers something in you to allow yourself that space to open up, to let go, and to be. Have a beautiful day.